All right, guys, welcome back to Debunked. I'm Valerie. And I'm Libby. And today we are debunking Greek life part two. Um, first of all, let's reiterate what we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. So in our part one, if you haven't listened, obviously we highly recommend you listen to it first. I don't necessarily think it's... You don't a, have to. You don't have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. But we're talking about different things. But we are talking about different things in this episode. So I feel like the last episode we talked a lot about, you know, the idea of sororities in general, rushing. Um, and when we say Greek life, we mean it as in Panhellenic and the Interfraternity Council. Yes. We recognize that there are many cultural organizations, other types of Greek life, professional service fraternities, all kinds. But today, when we use that blanket term Greek life, we are only specifically talking about Panhellenic and the Interfraternity Council. Yes, absolutely. That's a great, yeah, definitely something to note. Um, So yeah, like I said, last episode, we talked more about our perceptions of Greek life, what it looks like from the outside. And this time, we're going to look more from the inside. Um, And so, you know, without further ado, uh, let's talk about Bama Rush. Let's dive on in. (laughs) Let's talk about the big, big elephant in the room. Bama Rush. So here's the thing. I think that this type of Greek life, I think TikTok has definitely hyped up Greek life a lot. It's insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane. If you have TikTok, you understand. If you don't have TikTok, you probably still understand. I mean, I I have TikTok right now. I usually don't. I usually delete it, but I just have it right now for some reason. But, I mean... For Bama Rush. For Bama Rush, (laughs) you know. No, but, you know, if you are on TikTok, I can give you a little taste is... All these sororities, I mean, Bama has so many sororities and fraternities. They're huge. They have these giant houses. And they also have TikTok accounts. So they have, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, hundreds they of get, thousands of likes. They get PR packages from major brands for their rush chairs and stuff. It's absolutely insane. Like, people, like Kendra Scott. Okay, Maybelline. Big one. Maybelline. I mean, I'm big, floored. Big companies. Um, and that's because they... Kendra Scott and Maybelline, please sponsor me, but go on. Like, please sponsor this podcast. Please, oh yeah. Please. Literally sponsor the podcast, but anyway, anyway we love a brand deal. We love, love a brand deal, but anyway. Moving on, we're just jealous, realistically, right, we, honestly, is what it is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's absolutely insane. They make TikToks of, like, the whole dancing is, this has come about this year and last year, all the TikTok dances... And I think also, like, from both sides, like, from the girls who are recruiting and then those going through recruitment, like, you're seeing daily fit checks. You're seeing, like, where everything's from. There's videos that detail how much are these girls, like, how how much, um, in a monetary sense, are each outfit that the girls are wearing. It's um, insane. There's what the documentary we talked about because of the phenom that is Bama Rush in itself. There's kind of this glorification of the process, this like attention drawn to it from it everyone knows. It is. And even if you're not familiar with the TikTok side, I mean, things about Greek life have gone viral forever. I mean, come on, boom, boom, I want to go 80 pie. Right. Let's talk about we're so excited or we're so glad you're finally here. here. 
aka the start of our last podcast. podcast, Um, We started that way for a reason because I'm sure most of you, when you heard us, were like, oh, we know they're talking about Greek life. There's these associations and these ideas that people have about what Greek life is and what it means and it you want to be a part of that. That's their goal and they're effective at it. Oh, it's super effective. This is coming from someone like, I, I mean, those of you who know me, know me. Those of you who don't know me, I am, like, consider myself very granola, very not really, you know, stereotypical sorority, but I see these videos and I'm like, dang, I mean, honestly, like, am I curious about the whole process? Yeah, like, it it piques my interest. Like, it piques my interest. It piques, like, the power that these organizations have over the school, over, like, other Mm -hmm. organizations, how, I mean, Bama sets the rules for other Greek life, yeah, basically, and other norms. I mean, it's it's huge. And emphasis on the norms, and also what Southern Rush looks like is so different than what Rush looks like at other schools. And That's I crazy. think it's just like this really Bama Rush is unlike anything else. There, it's I would say a very glorified look. Yes, um, but yes. I also and honestly somewhat unrealistic because. I even, from my Rush experience, I don't feel like it was nearly as glamorous or anything as some of these girls have made it seem. Yeah. I was stressed. I was sweating. I had, like, under boob sweat stains. Um, Chapel Hill in the summer uh, is not oh, the, it's it's so not the nicest place to be. It's I so had hot. blisters on my feet from walking. I mean, come on, guys. This is not... Um, and everyone experiences Doesn't look this. Yeah, like it's also, it's like your hair, like this is, this is my Oh my god. Their hair looks perfect all the time. I don't understand. They look so good. My hair gets so free, like there is like 10% humidity. My hair frizzes up, like no one's business. And you know what it's I want to cr- talk about? It's crazy. Anyway. Somewhat unrelated, but not really. I just found out that like rush consultants are a thing. Yeah. People hire other Rush consultants for like thousands thousands of dollars dollars. to guarantee you a spot in one of these. In the house, yeah. Like coach you how to talk to people, coach you what to wear, your look, your what to put in your Rush bag. I mean, it is so insane. It is, I mean, I don't don't like to use those words because it's not friendly words, it's like field, but it's. Look it's, at you being PC. I know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be. <laughs> but it's enormous. I mean, it's unlike anything else in this country. I mean, any other southern school, it's going to be huge. Ole Miss, yeah. Clemson, South Carolina. Um, honestly, North Carolina, is UNC is an outlier in that. It really um, is. And I think that's a is. huge misconception because I thought that Greek life here would look much different than it actually does. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not for better. Like, I'm glad it's... I. Uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, the only reason I ended up rushing here was because, um, honestly, because of the positive experience I had and the positive interactions and friends I had who were in these organizations right. and that inside right. look I had from being a student on this campus for a year right. and forming my own opinions about things um, and ultimately decide like this is not what I expected in the best way. And that's what led me to do it. So I think it's just, oh my God, the Rush consultants. Like, And I've always wondered about that because one of my best friends, Kat, 
she told me before I rushed, she was like, the best advice I can give you is just be authentic, be you, and whatever happens, happens. Right. And so I've never understood with the rush consultants, you know, sure, it's like I'm all for like polishing your look, like polish your resume or whatever, practice interviewing. Right. But with something like this with girls you're going to be interacting with pretty closely on a day-to-day basis, don't you want to end up with girls that you are at least similar to or have things in common with? It's so true. Because doesn't a consultant taint that in some ways is my question. Yeah, and I've heard of where it's like someone will rush at one school and then transfer to a different school after they've gotten so-and-so sorority because they want to be, let's say you want to be, okay, I don't know, I was in Pi-Fi, so let's go with Pi-Fi. You know, you rush at Ole Miss, and so you get Pi-Fi at Ole Miss so then you can transfer and be a Pi-Fi at Bama or vice versa or something like that. Yeah. Or um, rush, like, at a small school. Or rush at a small school. And be in something like KD or AD Pi and then, you know, go to, again, one of those large schools. And then for some, like, the name means, I, I'm putting this in quotations, like, the name means more there or, like, things like that. Yeah. Um, that's such a good point. That's, like... That's nuts to me. It's nuts. And that kind of leads us into sorority tears. All right. They're real. I mean, they're not real. They're all a social construct. <laughs> but. I love the way that went. They're, they're actually not real. They're actually not real. They're actually it's made up. It's a figment of my imagination. It's a figment of my imagination. But. Yeah, I think the this is yeah. the perfect lead-in yeah. because <laughs> realistically, um, this quote-unquote tier system also looks very, very different depending on what school you go to. Yeah. A Kyo at one school, it has a different reputation than Kyo at a different school. A Pi, you know, Pi Fi has different reputations all over the place. It, it really changes. Um, but these sorority tiers are all, I mean, it's kind of based on people in fraternities. Like, guys in fraternities is a lot of where that comes from. And other, mm-hmm. you know, I think... In some places, in some ways, you know, it can be grades and your numbers and, you know, who you mix with and all these kind of things. But overall, I mean, I think more as we've come into the 21st century, it's more about your look and how you look Mm -hmm. and who, you know, and just very superficial things. Like, you know, oh, like you have no fed, but you have more money or you have this amount of money you're from this family mm. in this area of, I don't know, Charlotte, of Raleigh or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or like you said, you're from Charlotte. You must be a uh, insert name. Like, right. You must be this. Um, or, and it's also kind of the reason, like, I don't know if you guys have also seen this on TikTok. You'll see like the people with the little microphones who go around and say like, what sorority do you oh, think this yeah. girl is in? Yeah. Or what fraternity do you think this boy is in? And a lot of people get it right. And I think what's crazy about that is that there are these generalizations of what does a, uh, what does a KD look like? Right. Uh, What does a Pi-Fi look like? Right. Um, even with guys, what does a Pike look like? What does, you know, insert the the millions of other, I don't know, someone in Kai-Sai, someone in Beta, I don't know, there's like Like, a billion guys, I don't know. Again, like hometown, your look, um, your financial status, your family, did you go to private school? Did you go to Do public school? Do you know people in the organization? Mm. And that is a 
huge one. That is a huge yes. one. Is do you know people in the organization, especially in a smaller play, a smaller Greek life, such as UNC? And I was stunned by the fact that we didn't have rec letters, because my whole life, the norm for a lot rec of Florida letters. schools yeah. are like, if you don't have a rec letter, you're not even going to get like the time of day. It's yeah. It's very so. It's very interesting how. It has changed and shifted, especially hearing, you know, talking to my mom about it. Like, it's just different, you know. Back then it was, you know, in her words, more about grades. And, you know, there was more, I don't know. I mean, her house was, you know, my mom was in, quote-unquote, a top-ranked house. I put that in quotation marks again. Social concept. (laughs) Social, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever that means. (laughs) Whatever it means. I don't even know. If that's meaningful have, to you, whatever. 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 Um, but, I, you know, she was explaining, like, it's more based on grades and how many other things you're involved in. You know, just kind of more, mm-hmm. I felt like, it sounds like more personality things. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. That and maybe different, that different was schools just her in experience that, right. in that one organization right. at that one school. Right. And that's why it's so hard to have a lot of these conversations and honestly, right. like, we are doing our best, guys. We are we're really trying to just open up a conversation right. about it. But there's so much to be said, so much we're not even gonna touch in. And honestly, our opinions might even change even more next month or right. next year. Right. It's ever evolving. And I think it like is. it really is. You know, this is where we're at right now with what we've experienced. This is what we're right. seeing. And right. I think um tying into the tears, uh, but more generally is like Libby brought up the conversation about finances, uh, socioeconomic status. Right. Let's talk about um, hidden fees in Greek life because yeah. these oh, are like... not required fees by any means. No. However, let's talk about some of the social pressures, not from social media, but pressures within the organizations to um, maintain that look, maintain. Right that status definitely um and i think you know again it kind of changes but um one example is what's called work week and so the the week leading up to recruitment sororities um the active members of sororities um will practice recruiting and that means you know kind of how do your bump groups work how are you going to talk to people conversation workshops can you explain what a bump group yeah is? so a bump group is basically so it's a group of i mean i guess well in my sorority there were four of us in a bump group okay and let's say we have we are assigned three PNM, so potential new members, um, and so each one of you has a PNM. So let's say that I go outside the house, I, get, I pick up my PNM, I go back inside the house with my PNM. You know, we set her down, we have her watch a movie, and then I take her to somewhere else in the house to talk about, you know, I don't know. Let's say it's a philanthropy round, so we're gonna talk about our philanthropy. You know, read, lead, achieve, high five, woo, um, great stuff. It's a great. I love that. I love yeah. The philanthropy is awesome. Um, but so we'll talk for six minutes and then since there are four of us in my bump group, but only three PNMs, there will be someone off. And so this person that is off will come basically bump. And so she'll come over to me and I'll be like, hi, this is so-and-so. This is my friend, blah, blah, blah. And you know, we were just talking about this and you kind of, you just kind of bump. So you get a chance to talk to three girls at each party. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a bunk group is kind of like that. And so that's the best way I can explain it. And so that's a lot of how recruitment works. So if you don't know how recruitment works, um, that's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So going back to like work week with this idea of like yeah, 
the hidden fees. Right, the hidden fees. Yeah. So um, in work week, you have different themes for each house. And so, you know, one day might be cowgirl, one day might be Barbie. Like a lot of houses have had Barbie this year because the Barbie movie just came out, which you all should see. Yes. That's a movie everyone should see. At so least once. Please go see it. But saw, let me not get on my tangent or my soapbox. Anyway, so anyway. But um, for these themes, you know, you're like, okay, like you have to have, you have to dress like this. Um, some chapters I think will penalize you. I'm not really sure. Um, for not dressing in theme. And what does that penalty look like? It's a financial penalty most of the time. It, um, it's a financial penalty. It's a fine. Um, and so, you know, they want like a cohesive look because promote, again, on social media, on TikTok, you know, because all the PNMs usually follow those sororities. So you want to present your best sorority self to those PNMs. They, you know, make them seem inviting, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so... But that being said, it's expensive. Like, there's seven days of work week. Um, that's a lot of outfits. Um, and that's just work week. You know, that's you have to, like, tops, bottoms, shoes, you know, little glittery things or headbands or little glitter skirts or, you know, things like that that really adds up that it may not be expensive for one or two things, but it's a lot to buy. And then once you get, you know, you know, once you're in the sorority, there's obviously those fees that you have just to be in the sorority, but then you also have optional t-shirts after you have events and when you have events you know do you have dresses to wear and shoes and there are also themes for those events like I don't know so. and I have to say those shirts are so cute oh they're so cute I am obsessed <laughs> they're very cute yeah. I oh my god this sounds really superficial but one of the reasons I really wanted to rush was like wow those shirts are so cute, cute I want to wear one and that's the thing it's like they're adorable you don't want to be the only one of your friends who doesn't have exactly. the shirt from the disco party or the right. disco or whatever mixer or whatever, or whatever. Or, you know, that blah, 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 stuff. cocktail right. and right. this right. semi or whatever it was. Like, right. you know, you don't want to be the one missing out. And definitely, although I don't think people will make you feel that way, it's um, that's an internal conversation that I'm pretty sure most people have. Definitely. So it's just kind of fees like that, that there's... You know, especially for that work week. I mean, for recruitment, you also have outfits. So that's, you have to have those outfits. Like, you have to have that matches. You have to get, at least in my experience, you got to get that approved. Um, so it's just a lot of extra expenses, like clothes or, you know, extra activities. Sisterhood events are not always free or just, you know, things like that. So, and again, it's that it's idea hard. of like, you don't want, you, fear of missing out is very real. Yeah. Um, and I think like, Social media also plays a huge role in a lot of these hidden fee conversations in the sense that you go to this mixer, mm -hmm. you're with your girls, there's a cute banner outside the house, you're taking pictures. Right. Next cocktail next week, am I going to wear the same thing and take a new picture and post a new picture in the same outfit? And the answer to that question, unfortunately, for most girls specifically not to generalize but most girls will say absolutely not I'm not wearing the same dress I'm not mm -hmm. posting in the same outfit twice in a row I don't want to even see near each other on the feed that was bought for that mixer or that cocktail or whatever alone right. and I remember when I rushed and my parents and I were having the financial conversation at least I remember telling them like oh like I don't need to buy new dresses I'll just use what I have I'll try to make it mm -hmm. like you know, what you see is what you get with the fees, like all that. But then I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm going to want to get a new outfit every right. time. I'm going to want to do all these things. Oh, also, you're having a mixer. 
Are you and your girls going to go get dinner before? Do you have a date function? Do you, are you taking your date out to dinner? Mm-hmm. These are all things that I feel like people really need to hear and think about. And again, really? with like perceptions, like right. I wasn't thinking about all this I didn't in high I was, school. I, didn't, I, didn't, I really was like, I obviously knew it was expensive, but then I like, I told this morning, I was like, oh, okay, we have a wig cocktail. I don't have a wig, and I don't know, you know, just kind of that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, okay, like this And is... then your Amazon Prime bill, you're getting a package every day, and <laughs> right, then you're like, oh what is... Yeah. And then it's like, I'm yeah. supposed to be doing school, I right. don't have a part-time job right now, or I do, but it's not making me a lot of right. money. Right. And I think that it's stressful. Also, like Libby said earlier, financial penalties, very real. They're very real. For a lot right. of things. And I feel like it's important to say, like, I feel like for my, like, when I would go to events and stuff and, you know, I really try to use things that are in my closet. Like, I really, really, or, like, borrow things. Like, that's the great thing. Like, you do have, you know, your sisters. And so, right. usually someone will have something, which is super great. So, I feel like, obviously, like, we've been talking a lot. Like, there are other financial things that we don't think about, but... But you're also then assuming that you're the same size as your sisters that is and so then true. that can bring up a body dysmorphia body confidence that entire conversation which we're not getting into today but it's just food for thought it's just yeah so it's just inter- it's just an interesting dynamic of and like you know in co- obviously in college like you're gonna buy you know buy things like buy funny things for parties or of stuff course. but um but it's just like so we just yeah. It's just a little bit more frequent bit more in a frequent. social yeah um a social sorority or fraternity than right. it is in other organizations with your friend group etc. Right. And then also assuming like yeah you're gonna have friends outside of your organization hopefully because it's great to have a diverse group of friends absolutely. Um so then think about like if you're already doing that for your sorority and you're doing that with all your friends. It adds up quick, and um, I think back to one of those comments that one of my followers made about, sure looks fun, but, you know, it's unfortunate that there's such a large financial barrier with who can feasibly do it and who can't, Um, and I think that's really where a lot of these conversations come into play. Yeah, and so it's just things that we, just kind of food for thought, because like, yeah, you can, it's super fun, you don't have to buy everything for everything, like I promise. Um, I didn't, but I also, I mean, I, you know, I, at least last year, like I didn't go to as many events. I just found myself being really busy and, you know, kind of wanting to do a different, something for a different organization. So, you know, it's just kind of food for thought. Um, again, there's just, it's expensive. So I just think there's a lot more to consider in many aspects. Um, even like, I don't know. I felt like I'm glad I took my first year to like see what it looks like on our campus mm-hmm. absolutely have friends in every single sorority and like right. get it's a general awesome. vibe it's so um nice. i yeah. highly recommend it to people wait a year if you want to um it's honestly a great decision because it really makes you think about a lot of things in a different way um but yeah. also like i think for me at least um you know, I would, I personally know myself, I would want a new dress for every event, all right, that stuff, like right, I was saying. Right. And, you know, those are things like, it goes, it goes back to knowing yourself and like, am I willing to be in it, but not do it exactly the way I want to? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just don't do it all together because I know I'm going to be too tempted to have this huge financial cost incurred and... Right 
then I won't be able to do X, Y, Z other thing. Definitely. So that's our, that's our commentary on the fun, like super fun events. They're awesome. I had so much fun going to them. They're super cool. I have had the best time. I would say formals have been my favorite thing to go to, especially Mm -hmm. when it's like just like going as a friend date with my like girls. Yeah. It's like just a girls night with a live band at a beautiful venue in long gorgeous dresses so, oh my gosh yeah amazing yeah i took somebody actually i took somebody like one of my friends from apo and like we it was just my service grant last year it was we all did that it was so fun so anyway they can be super fun so just some food for thought for y'all yeah just um opening up that conversation and talking about some things that aren't necessarily talked about all the time yeah um staying in some of those social events but transitioning more towards date functions um Let's talk about dates, um, the Excel spreadsheet. Excel spreadsheet. Let's the, talk. Let's let's debunk gotta, it all. Uh, <laughs> you have to have it's like the council. You have to assemble the council. Of like who I'm taking, all these things. You know, planning everything, and it's super fun. Um, Can you explain what that? So, you have a date function coming up in like a month or so. Yeah. What What's going on? I mean. People really, they're pulling out. If they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, you know, partner, like, that's probably what they're going to take. Sometimes they take their friends. Um, I would take my friends a lot. I was in a relationship last year, so, you know, I took my friends more because we were long distance. But um, people will take dates. People pull out their Tinder. They're like, all right. Uh, pull out their roster, as we like to call it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of chaotic a little bit trying to find a date. Um just because it is fun. You know, it's kind of fun to, like, have, you know, get to know somebody. Or Did you ever feel pressured to have, like, a date date? Like, a like date, member date. of the preferred sex date. date? I mean, I think for events, like, formal and semi-formal, it's more, I guess, customary. And so I didn't really, I didn't feel it from, like, my organization. But I felt it from, like, other people were like, I'm trying to find, like, a date. Like, a date date. Like, this guy. I don't, you know. So it's, there is some pressure there. I think it's just because... You know, it also is fun. I mean, it's kind of fun to, like, have this fun little date event with, you know, mm-hmm. this guy or this girl, whoever. Um, I don't know. It, but there is some pressure on it. And I f- especially, like, with, like, fraternities, too. Like, you know, Pete Grill's really, like, oh, I want to go to, like, fr- like frat formal. Or, you know, because those are, like, more, like, destination formals. Or, like, um, just kind of that kind of stuff. And it can be really fun. But it can also be really stressful. I mean, honestly, I don't have a ton of experience in that. Um, just I would be so. Stressed. I've never, I've never taken a, like I've t- like the one guy I took was like my friend and like we're still friends and you know. I would just it was fine. It was I mean honestly not fine. It was great. We had so <laughs> it was much fun. It was fun. So like, it was. So, <laughs> I would think that was my favorite cocktail the whole year. It was um, so fun. But you know, ideally, if I were in that situation, I would just pray that I would have like some long distance boyfriend. Or, and give me an <laughs> that's excuse what I did to last just... year. Well, no, that sounds like you just got in a long distance relationship. No, just but like to do... Do... just to do that actually. That's the whole that's the whole thing. Oh. Literally my that's God. the whole that was my whole plan along. Just kidding. No. No. But I, I would but, be like I would just yeah. pray that I had like maybe like a long distance boyfriend so I could just like bring my friends yeah. or like yeah. whatever. Which be you so always chill. can. You can, you can. Always bring I your just friends. feel like at always... some I feel like at some schools, and I, I know this yeah. from my friends' like recounts of this, like yeah. at some schools, um, if you don't bring a guy to semi or formal, like you're not allowed to go. Oh my gosh. Or it's like 
so taboo that you better not even try to show your that's face. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely know that's that. I think that's wild. Thing. I think that is wild too. But it's for. I think it's more of those like traditional, um, sororities or like yeah. not conservative in the political word, but like literally what conservative means, like, um, like more traditionalist. Traditional. Like yeah. Like. I hate more that southern, cons- like yeah, exactly. Like more I don't schools. Know. Schools that dress up for football games is like what I like to say for that. Like you know, schools like you dress up for football games yes. in the South, and so schools. Oh my God! Talk about when I had a culture shock. Yeah, that was crazy. I thought my like mom that. is like, don't you just wear like jean shorts and a crop top? No, like, you have to wear a dress. Hell nah. Anyway. Poofy sleeve and cowboy oh boots. Anyway. I mean, I love it. Right. But I didn't know I that didn't was the know vibe. It was crazy. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, no, like I would feel so much pressure, especially if like, and I don't, I haven't heard any of that, um, from like here at our school, but it's a thing. I it think I, I know it's a thing. I've right. heard of it being a thing. Totally. Um, even on social media, I've heard of things like that. And I think people obviously like you always see girls who are like, why I dropped my sorority. Mm-hmm. my thoughts on my sorority mm-hmm. as someone who recently graduated or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're mm-hmm. no longer in it, they can speak more on it um, for better or for worse. And I just think, like, one of those things I heard, I was I was kind of disheartened to hear that because I feel like, you know, you're all for, like, girls supporting girls, your sisters and all that. Like, why wouldn't you want to bring more people into that and more, like, friends and other, like... Right. Sister adjacent, like right. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's I just don't kinda, know. It's interesting. It's an interesting. It's a. Thing. It's an interesting dynamic. It's an interesting for dynamic sure. for sure to unpack. Right, and that kind of leads us into um, party culture. Yes, and that is honestly a pretty big part of Greek life. You know, I mean, you'll have events that are on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Not, and we didn't have like events like back to back like that yeah no but like you'll have you know a lot of social events that you know they might be on a thursday or a fundraiser you know or social events like that like we'll have a cookout on a tuesday and i you know had a big paper do the next day and so you kind of have to plan around that and think about okay you know i'm here for school like i'm here to do school and um and you know the party culture does sometimes encourage like oh like but you're we have a mixer tonight you know you know things Mm. like that Um, do you feel like that happens more like when you lived in the house? Um, I don't, not necessarily, I would say. I mean, I definitely went to, I can't, I went to more events my first semester I lived in the house, um, just because I lived in the house and it was really convenient. So I guess in a way, yes. Um, but I think because also like when you're living in house, I feel like you have so many people on a, on different schedules. And so it looks like everyone's going, even if that's not true, it looks like Everyone's going out on a Tuesday night. Oh my God. Like I should be going out with them. I should be. Right. And I think it's hard. I think one thing is though, we have a different perspective and this kind of goes back to like how my perceptions about Greek life have changed since coming to UNC specifically because being such an academically rigorous school, Mm -hmm. I think honestly, like it's a privilege to even get in here. It's a privilege to go here. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. And everyone's busting their butt. It's true. It doesn't so, matter what your major is. I mean, no. so... I respect all majors here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's... Everyone works so, so, so hard. And I think the thing is, is, like, because we are such an academically rigorous school, um, obviously there is some of that, like, 
you know, party work, culture. Work and, hard, play hard. Yeah, work hard, play hard, 100% firm believer in that. But I think, like, I don't, I don't think that the pressure to party and to go out on a Tuesday night or mm-hmm. any of that mm-hmm. is as severe here as it is at a lot of, like, SEC schools. I, yeah. and like, Or, like, literal, quote-unquote, party schools. Like, right. there are... There's a list. You can find it anywhere. There's so many lists. Like, top 20 party schools. Ah! Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> so, it is, it's just interesting, the different dynamics. And obviously, like, students work hard every... Excuse me. Every university, like, every university, like, you know, is rigorous in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like, you know, some sororities will have events like I you know I noticed on TikTok today like one Bama sorority had like a event on like a Tuesday or a Monday or just things you know um that are on the weekdays so I think in that sense having events does encourage party culture but I also I know a lot of sororities and organizations do have study hours or you know um I don't know if all of them have tutors available but you know you can there are other people in the house that can help you with a subject Mm -hmm. or something so you know, at least definitely even see, like, that there is that help available. Um, and um, speaking so. on that for a moment, yeah. there was this one house that I went to when I was rushing, and I was talking to one of the girls, and she was also an exercise sports science major, mm-hmm. and she said, like, oh, yeah, like, at the beginning of the semester, there's a whole spreadsheet on, like, who's in all these classes, so you know, like, oh, I have these resources right here right. in-house um, to go to like people in my classes. And I thought that was really cool. Um, really and that they even do like study groups and stuff like in house in like, um, cause there's like spaces to do that. And I thought Definitely. like, and I think again, that's what like, this is UNC. Like that makes so much sense Definitely. that that is something that's common here. And there's, Definitely. it makes like, I don't feel like only, you know, XYZ major is in Greek life. I feel like uh, all kinds of majors are. It's just right. a matter of like right. how involved you are based off of how much time you have. Absolutely. Um, and I think with the party culture, obviously neither of us are guys. We have not been in a fraternity. I cannot speak um, a lot on that. Can't I'm speak on that. Yeah. But what I will say is I think um, particularly as it pertains to hazing and the conversations that are held and the tell-alls and the horror stories that are in the news um drinking partying that's a huge part of hazing hazing's uh, i think that hazing is one of the most inhumane things ever and the fact that you are paying paying to do that people to torture you is disgusting and you know what that's the strongest opinion i've shared this whole thing i have a zero tolerance policy for it i, I see yeah, no point i don't understand it's, it's inhumane it really is and the, some of the things i have heard are some of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. Hazing of any kind. I don't care if it's on a sports team, whatever. Like, yeah, there's one thing to be said about, like, joking around acclimation. Like, oh, like, the new kid in town, whatever. Like, some of that's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of these horror stories that ultimately lead um, young men often to die because they were forced to finish a handle of vodka. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm only saying this because these are things in the news. Um, we all know about them. And I think that the drinking pressure, I've had guy friends who considered rushing, but they don't drink. So they felt like they'd be put in a very uncomfortable situation and ultimately Mm -hmm. decide not to. Right. Um, and you know what, that, it made me sad because I feel like ultimately I do think I would like to think that these fraternities are more than just a bunch of guys constantly playing 
beer pong and drinking all day long. I'd like to think that there are redeeming qualities about them. I really, I really do. But what's sad is I feel like some of those hazing rumors, or even if they're true, you don't know. Like, I think, and the drinking and the push and the culture and the need to be part of the brotherhood. And, like, there's there's a weird, different pressure for guys. There is. It is it is interesting and so yeah. I wish I had um yeah. I guess a better perspective on that, but at least from the outside like I know that UNC in general from Panhellenic and IFC says that there's a zero tolerance policy for hazing. I have not heard of things from the sororities here. I've heard of minor things that fraternities do mm-hmm. um but from what I understand, they are not physically harming these young men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think not all schools and not all fraternities can say the same. Right. Yeah. And with that, y'all, that about wraps up our Greek life series. I'm thinking. Yeah. I think we've, we've covered so much. Um, there's so much to cover about Greek life. Um, just kind of the rush process, the whole... Um, culture inside and outside, the per- our perceptions, you know, once you're in a sorority or a fraternity or all these kind of things, um, there's a lot. There's a lot to them. And so thanks for sticking with us on this two-parter. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you maybe learned something, maybe changed your perception at all. You know, who knows? Um, but And like we said in the about. first episode, um, this, I mean, I feel like we did the best we could to just open up the conversation and um, bring up some things that aren't talked about as much. Definitely. And again, there's good things, there's bad things. I know you could say that about anything. So, um, well, let's yeah. form your own opinions on that one. Exactly. <laughs> and if you do have questions for us or need us to clarify, expand on anything, we're more than welcome to. And I hope no one took anything wrong. Um, none of this was ill-intentioned, ill-willed. We, I mean, this is a mental health podcast at the end of the day. We are not out to judge, hurt, harm, Mm -hmm. anything. Just Mm -mm. open up these conversations. And honestly, they can be hard, but I think they're important. And I've always thought if one person can benefit from hearing this, then you know what? We're do- we <laughs> we're need doing to keep doing job. what we're doing. We're doing exactly. Right. We're doing our job right. So. so with that, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for spending a total of 80 odd minutes with us. Um, <laughs> talking about something that has a heavy weight in college. I'm honestly, really does. I'm surprised we didn't cover this sooner, See, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. Um, lots right. more to come. Lots um, more to come. Be sure to follow us on our socials at Debunked um, with UNC in the middle um, for some exciting announcements very, very soon. And give us some feedback. Let us know what kind of topics do you want to hear from us. We have the majority of this semester and a little in the next planned out, but do you want to hear from us more often? What kind of things do you want to hear about? What haven't we covered? That's a pressing topic or issue that you really want to know we we really love y'all's input um and it's what keeps us changing growing developing and that's what we're here for absolutely so again guys we're always here for you you're so loved thanks for sticking with us we'll see you next time do something to make yourselves a little bit happier today and with that we are done bye guys bye